The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Aki Brandon. And it's time we close the week with a song. This week we have a doozy for you. Hot off the trial of the time and century from five-ish fangirls and Oscar's gold standard. It's Rachel Friend. I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Trust me, uh, you do not want me to sing. All right. Uh, Dr. Distress. <laughs> was a charity record released within two weeks of the announcement of Doctor Who's cancellation on the 25th of February, 1985. Lyrics written by Ian Levine and Fiatra Trench, who also wrote the super rad theme for K9 and Company. Um, It features performances by Colin Baker, Nicola Bryant, Nicholas Courtney, Anthony Ainley, Faith Brown, Bobby G, Justin Hayward, John, yes, Justin Hayward of the Moody Blues, just, yeah, John Lodge of the Moody Blues, uh, Rick Buckler with his time, with his band Time UK, uh, Warren Can, Phyllis Nelson, and yeah, uh, it was done by Ian Levine's record label. Uh, Record Shack Records released on 7-inch and 12-inch vinyl with instrumental versions of the final high-energy dance number on the B-side. All benefits for this, uh, all proceeds of this album went to the National Society for Cancer Research. Fun fact, Rachel, guess what? It failed to chart in the United Kingdom. (laughs) No! Yeah, you so, know, you know why? Mm-hmm. It's because they wanted Gary Glitter to be involved, but he couldn't because he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, see if Gary Glitter had not hurt himself, would have done instant it. number one. <laughs> so this is <laughs> I just can't take this thing seriously. No, this is one of the biggest oddities <laughs> in the history of Doctor Who. Like uh, there, and you know me, I'm the biggest six doctor fan up there. You know, I was like, you know, if I, if I'd been alive at the time and aware of what was going on, I totally would have been like, yes, save Dr. Who. But even I, you know, this is, this is almost up there with Colin Baker's finger in a clip. Is this, I mean, this is weirder than what the, is Christmas with a Dalek was the song that Dr. Who did. Um, Fraser Hines had a song like, they went out and they're like, we're going to top this shit. Like, it is. This is We Are the World, but. Can like I said, it works for Live Who? Aid. <laughs> can you please put Doctor Who on the air again, please? <laughs> it is. And everybody's. It, like, some people are <sighs> belting this thing out. Yeah, I mean, the professional <sighs> singers, they they are. They're doing it. They can carry it to it. I mean, Colin yeah. can sing if you've ever heard the Big Finish Doctor Who and the Pirates. <laughs> Colin, Colin can sing. Okay, okay. So he, you know, he could carry a tune. Nicola, 
you're adorable. She did it. She she showed she up. She, she sang she the words. Showed she up. And she looked Meanwhile, great doing it. She looked ex- great doing it. Exactly. Meanwhile, Nicholas Courtney and Anthony Ainley <laughs> knew exactly what they were supposed to do and also showed up. So <laughs> this feels like and this is done for real, but it feels like this came off some like sketch comedy show. It seems like it should have been something for like Red Nose Day or like Blue Peter or something. Monty Python's flying circus. Yeah, Monty Python like, something. Like if Monty Python had done this, I would probably take it way more seriously. Hell, this would have fit right into Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Job. If you ever saw that one, it would. If you would have flipped this in there, I'd have thought they made it and been like, "Well, that's really funny." You know, find some way to work this into Curse of the Evil Death. You know, have a musical segment yeah. to go with it. Doctor in distress. Like, they're yeah. so, like, this. I mean, I don't know if Rowan Atkinson can sing, but yeah. They probably can. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's like space, and they have like a like a colored spotlight in the middle, and someone's face will be in there of who's singing a verse. And there's the room, the choir room of people with a TARDIS in the background singing together, holding the sheet music. It's so embarrassing. Like it, it is being a fan it's, at the time. I'd been like, no, Doctor Who rules, and then something like this comes up, and you're like, you gotta trust me, man. It's cool. I I like this show. I love it. And uh, yeah, Doctor <laughs> in distress. Like it's so weird, and you got like you can't you can't watch it just once. You have to be like, did I just see what I saw? I did see what I saw. I don't know if you'll get through the second time, but you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow. And yet, pe- and yet people want to argue with me about dimensions in time. Yeah. And like, <laughs> here's the, like, and you get one of Doctor Who's harshest, like, critics of people, Ian Levine, and he made this. It's like, dude, you don't, I, I would just, mm, he had a lot of regrets after. <laughs> he did, but you still made it, and so you can still forgive people making things that you might not like yeah. now that others do, or decisions yeah, he, being made. He he said later later he described it as an this is a quote an absolute balls up fiasco. Yeah. It was pathetic and bad and stupid. It tried to tell the Doctor Who history, history in an awful high energy song. It almost ruined me. Yeah. Yeah. That is from Ian Levine's mouth. Yep. Yeah. Uh he's normally a yeah. He's a he's a big <laughs> critic of things, Doctor, because he he's a guy, he's for those who don't know, Ian Levine has he was a record producer or something. He managed to save some Doctor Who episodes early on in searching for missing episodes uh, and got involved with that. But he also hoarded missing episodes, saying he was trying to build up some capital with trading for people um, when the BBC was actively looking for these things. He became an advisor during Colin's first season of the show with John Nathan Turner, trying to put some like deep cut knowledge into some of the scripts uh but he also since very critical of the show and stuff because it sounds like he's just jealous they're not coming to him and asking him what he would do that's what it comes across as um to me but he has i I do give him credit 
we do have a lot of missing episodes returned and found because mm-hmm. of his efforts, but we don't he could still be holding on to some that we don't know of even because he is that way and these people sometimes claim they're holding them to trade later on down the road or something that it might be something like if he has the celestial toy maker one he Mm. knows he has it he knows he can make a copy of it but a traders don't think it's out there and he can trade it for the massacre three and we'll have both massacre three and toy maker one so that's his thinking of it but still like you got toy maker one nowadays come on give it you know like that's yeah i'll not, I, I i get that world and i don't at the same time uh life is short people would like to see these things again but you know hey cool your film can collection's awesome great mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah so uh, yeah do, do you pop this on in the summer rachel and listen to <laughs> doctor in distress like no i don't it's so wild. Like every now and then I'll just you know, be like, yeah. There there are a lot of oddities in who fandom and music wise, there are plenty that happen with actors in the roles and stuff like that. Um this is like a cheap song to like melody to go through and just it like I said, it's parody, but not. It's play this mm-hmm. is not played for anything. This is straight I, like, has Colin ever said how he felt about this one? Not that I've like, ever heard, but... It's, it's weird, like... <laughs> Next time I see him, I'll ask. Yes. <laughs> For the price of three toenail clippings, could you give me a soundbite on Doctor in Distress? <laughs> that is the currency. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he's not too fond of it it's just weird and there's some uh the rap i'm sure i'm sure for in his mind it's probably like yes that's something i did and you know it is what it right. is i mean he did he, get to come he, back he, after it so. i mean he's done a lot of weird things in his life you know mm-hmm. not just offering me fingernail clippings but you know he he was on i mean he mentions it it seems like you know he's being facetious maybe but in mm-hmm. the, the five-ish doctors you know the you know the parody that he and sylvester and peter did uh for the 50th and you're like who's gonna call tom and, and nobody wants to call tom <laughs> and he's like oh i'll do it i ain't live you know i ain't uh possum anus on live tv he did <laughs> he was on a I think it's called I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah. It's yeah. He like was on one of those. Survivor. Yep. Yeah. He was yeah, on one of those. Yeah. Where, yeah. They have, they make them do really, really weird and sometimes disgusting things and, you know, like eat possum anus. So, you know, I don't know where this ranks and things that he's done in his life. I would imagine this possum anus probably ranks higher. Mm-hmm. I would like to think uh, as far as weird and why did I do that? type things but you know (laughs) right i don't know next time i see him i'll ask like doctor distress possum anus which one do you regret more in the course of your life you know (laughs) Uh, oh speaking of okay so in the course of the sixth doctor's life you can erase one rachel (laughs) 
time time lash, the twin dilemma, or doctor in distress? Oh goodness. I didn't say dimensions in time because one, it's not happened yet in this period. And two, I know you value it for the the brigadier and the six doctors coming together. Appearance of the six doctors and brigadier together. This (laughs) one has them, but not together. They're not in character (laughs) either. (laughs) It's Colin and Nicholas. (laughs) So uh, not quite the same. Uh, I would probably get rid of this. I like this weird little footnote here. I, I would I might keep this over time lash or twin dilemma. Did I just choose something over twin dilemma? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, he's got to have a first episode. He does. He does. So but yeah, attacking I mean, the Cybermen the whole, would make such a better first episode. That is true. And I mean, the strangling of Perry is very unfortunate, but it uh, does establish and also. Ha- Adds helps add to the precedent that regeneration, uh, the uh, really the post regeneration right, time I'm, period I'm sold. is I'm sold there. is okay. can be very very volatile. Sold. You know, you, you, so you know, and and, and and time lash. I mean, it's the doctors hanging out with HG Wells. It's so, getting updated you know. effects. Maybe it'll save it. Yeah. <laughs> No. I always like when the doctor encounters someone from actual history. You know, it's funny. Radio Free Scaro recently was talking about Time Lash, and they, they pointed out that it is the template for modern Who historicals. Yeah. Like the, the, the blueprint for them lies within Time Lash. And I was like, and they put, it, they put it away. I was like, you know what? That's funny. It works. It does. It's all there in time lash. So, yeah, uh, this still not just, good. This, still not this, good. This just serves no purpose to the Doctor Who canon at all. Okay. So, I'm gonna sing just, it in the shower. I mean, you could, but I mean, they could just as easily just come up with a, I don't know, a, a remix of the theme song and. Do disco, fun with... a disco yeah. remix. Yeah, I mean, they have the disco version of the Star Wars yeah, theme. I do. And Friday the 13th so. got a disco mix of its theme. We could do that. Yeah. yeah. Disco Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Disco. Right, Except right it wouldn't be Colin duck. Zero. It was dead by the time Colin was there. But That and Disco For... Duck. So. Disco Duck. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this also has some rad graphics to it. So if you're into old 80s, like lights and graphics and stuff, maybe that'll... You're not going to like this is stupid, this whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to sell anybody well, on and, this. and you know, it, it's like, I, you know, the versions that are out there, like on YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't know where these people have ripped these from because, you know, I'm sure it's like copies of copies of copies, probably. Because um, as far as I know, the BBC or whoever does not want to acknowledge this and try to do any sort of cleanup. Gotcha. <laughs> to be put on a future Blu-ray or yeah. something. So, yeah, there I don't is know. A, you can maybe find it on season, YouTube. Maybe with... the season twenty-two Blu-ray will surprise us. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. It was not on the the Time Lord one. Um, no, it wouldn't be because it was it was it was in between. It was in between. It was in between. Oh. And I wanted to do this last time. I will say, but Rachel said no. We're doing it next time. 
so when it's more timely when it's more timely okay well hey that does it that wraps us up for colin baker officially uh here until we tackle dimensions in time someday uh, <laughs> uh i will take that over this any day <laughs> there you go and i appreciate everybody who checked in this week uh you trial of the time lord fans you got a one two three four bam right in a row and those who stuck around for this hey more power to you um but uh, Rachel, thanks so much for have some carrot juice on us. <laughs> yeah, carrot juice on us. Uh, Rachel, thank you for charging through this Colin Baker era with me and sticking around for the Doctor in Stress. Uh, but until your glorious return to the show, where can people keep up with you for like the fifth time this week? <laughs> but this is for the randos that go. I wonder if a podcast ever just devoted a whole episode Doctor in <laughs> yeah. Stress. Yes, there you go. Brandon Peters. This is the only podcast episode ever, I think. uh, You can find me on Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast, where DJ Nick Zan and I are watching and reviewing every single Academy Award winner for Best Picture in chronological order. That is bi-weekly and can be found anywhere you find podcasts and on Facebook, Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast. And then also you can find me every week with the Five-ish Fangirls podcast, where we talk about all things geeky and nerdy from the female perspective. And we can also be found wherever you find podcasts and at the fiveishfangirls.com, where you can connect with all of our social media accounts and my personal ones as well. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work at blue.com. The Brandon Peter Show returns next week. Until then, stay film positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peter Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Osman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. 